Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone. Get down, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Alan Stein Jr. And if you go to AlanSteinJr.com, if you're not driving, go there. You can kind of follow along. Uh, an amazing man released a, a great, great book. It's a must get. A sustain your game. High performance keys to manage stress, avoid stagnation, and beat burnout. And Alan has worked with some of the uh, biggest names uh, and biggest achievers in, in sports and elsewhere. Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry. Uh, an amazing career that he's put together. And everyone, get this book, uh, Sustain Your Game. And Alan Stein Jr., once again, is our very special guest. Alan, how are you? Oh, I am fantastic, Frank. It's so awesome to be with you. Yeah, well, same here. And and if you can, give us a little of your background before we start. And, and if you don't mind, let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? So I was born in a suburb of uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, just outside of Washington, D.C., which is where I still currently reside 46 years later. And uh, I think the, the most important puzzle piece to my career has been that I've spent my entire life in the game of elite level basketball and uh, was a fairly decent player, was a, a scholarship athlete down at, it was Elon College at the time, it's now Elon University down in North Carolina. And, and upon graduation, I decided to become a, a full-time basketball performance coach and help players with their strength, conditioning, fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Um, had a chance to work at two really renowned high schools here in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, one of which produced the likes of Kevin Durant, uh, the other of which produced Victor Oladipo, another NBA All-Star. Um, and then having the opportunity to work with over a dozen kids in high school that eventually played in the NBA, uh, I got an opportunity to do some contract work with Nike and Jordan Brand and USA Basketball, and that was where I had an opportunity to work events for Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Chris Paul, Steve Nash. So I've been very, very, very fortunate, and I'm internally grateful for the fact that I've gotten to see both sides of the curtain, uh, what it takes for someone to climb that proverbial mountain and, and reach the heights of their mastering their craft, and what it takes to actually stay there and continue to evolve. And that's really been the impetus for both books that I've written. Uh, Raise Your Game was about reaching optimal performance, and now my newest book, Sustain Your Game, is about how you can keep it there and still derive tremendous fulfillment and peace in doing so. Uh, Alan, a, a common thread, uh, a, a common thread that kind of pops out to you uh, about all of these these great folks, all the uh, the folks that you just mentioned, uh, are are exceptional uh, people and obviously exceptional athletes. Is, is there a common thread that immediately comes out that you could say they all have? Yeah, there's several, and and this was actually the the my favorite part of my work is the, the the common thread amongst high performers in basketball and business are all things that, that guys like you and I can do, Frank, that your listeners can do. Uh, the first of which is having an immense respect and appreciation for the basics, for the fundamentals, for, for not trying to skip steps, but working towards mastery of the basic tenets of whatever your craft may be. Uh, another is uh, these these high performers They've earned the right to be confident because they've put in the work during the unseen hours, but they all brush that with humility. They all stay open to coaching. They all crave feedback. Uh, they all surround themselves with people that tell them what they need to hear, not just what they want to hear, so that they can continue to grow 
uh, and continue to develop. And, you know, it's a, it's a much longer list, but for the brevity of this call, that's two that stand out immediately. And like I said, those are two things that guys like you and I and all of your listeners can do. Was there something early on that stands out to you early on in your life before all of this, before all of uh, all of the teaching that you've done? Was there teaching that you received that uh, that re- that uh, you believe helped you with the raise your game and sustain your game? Yeah, there was actually two of the best pieces of advice I've ever received. Uh, one was, and I was taught this at a very young age, and boy, am I thankful. Find something you love, find something you're naturally pretty good at, and then find where those two things intersect. Uh, And that's your strength zone. And if if you can spend time doing things that you're very passionate about and doing things that you have a natural proclivity to being fairly decent at, um, that's that's your best chance at not only high performance and achievement and success, but also uh, fulfillment as well. And and, uh, another piece of advice that I got when I was rather young that served me to this day and is kind of a foundation of these books, I had a coach tell me, Alan, if you'll discipline yourself, then others won't need to discipline you. And and that just really resonated with me that if, if I developed very sound work habits and a positive mindset and I could have the ability to stay focused and have a great work ethic and was very disciplined and regimented in my routines and, and so forth, um, then I wouldn't need other people to impose their will on me. If you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your radio a little bit late, Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, AlanSteinJr.com is where you should be going, and it's a great starting point uh, for uh, for our guest, and, and that, of course, is Alan Stein Jr. Um, his latest is Sustain Your Game. And it's a must-get. Get two of them. Get one for yourself and, and get one for someone who you think needs it. And, again, Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Alan Stein, Jr. Uh, Alan, the the beat burnout part uh, of the subtitle uh, is something I think is that is going to catch a lot of people's uh, attention uh, who, who are a little older. You know, the, the younger folks are going to be caught by the high performance and and, uh, you know, everyone's worried about stress and, and, you know, so forth. But the beat the burnout part uh, is something that I think a lot of people my age, I'm 55, a lot of people could uh, could relate with and, and may buy the book for that part alone. Can you talk a little bit about burnout? Absolutely. Well, the, the statistics on burnout are staggering. Now, even before the pandemic, 75% of the American workforce said they have experienced burnout at some point. And when you look at the average number of hours Americans are working, 70% of the workforce works more than 50 hours a week. Uh, they take minimal lunch breaks and vacations. They're working weekends and holidays. And, and that's ultimately what's, what's starting the burnout. But just so folks are clear on the definition, I'm a firm believer that burnout comes from misalignment. When, when the work you're doing the hours you're putting in, the sacrifices you're making, they don't align with your interests, with your values, uh, with the person you're trying to become. Uh, when you're putting in time, but you don't feel that you're making a meaningful contribution, that's where burnout comes from. It's not just from the, the long hours. Uh, I work a lot of hours, but I derive so much fulfillment and joy from what I do that I'm not, I'm not at risk of burning out at present. So uh, it's when there's that misalignment. So we want to try to make sure that all of the work you're putting in 
uh, is in perfect congruency with the person you're trying to become. You feel like you're doing meaningful work and making a contribution, uh, and it is in alignment with your values. So if you're listening to this and those things aren't true, no need to panic. The first step of improving burnout or getting rid of burnout is simply the admission of it an acknowledgement and an awareness that you're on that path. And then you need to start to course correct. And you either need to find a way to, to reinvent and shake things up so you can get the love back uh, or maybe make some more subtle pivots that will allow you to derive more meaning from the work you're doing. Yeah, it's it's so important. Uh, your your first point about uh, finding something that you love to do. I don't even know how many hours a week I, I work because I love working i love doing what it doesn't feel like work to me and i just uh, i just enjoy it but i know that there are folks i i watched my my late father burn out he was a he was a teacher it was something he he did to just make a living you know he it, it wasn't his first choice it wasn't even his, his 10th choice but i think when people go into something that uh, that uh, they they feel forced into a uh, burnout is more inevitable Oh, boy, you really know that. And, and the, the crazy part, as I mentioned earlier, many of these statistics were before the pandemic. And it's been my own observation that the pandemic ha has heightened these experiences exponentially. That, you know, for many people, uh, they stopped going into a tangible and physical office and they had to bring their work home with them to work remotely. And while that certainly offered some some short-term conveniences, which I'm sure folks appreciated, it also blurred the line where people found it very difficult to turn work off. I mean, you have people, you know, w working more hours because they feel like they need to be tethered to their devices, that they need to be able to respond to texts and emails at all hours of the day. And, and their employers are expecting them, you know, to, to be working on a proposal late at night. So I think the pandemic and a lot of this remote work, while it does offer convenience, has really blurred that line. And I, I think, again, I think burnout is rampant at present, which was one of the main reasons to write the book. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that folks find the, the strategies and approaches very useful in, in course correcting and turning that around for themselves. Uh, the voice that you're hearing is Alan Stein Jr. And if you go to alansteinjr.com, Alan is A-L-A-N, everyone, but uh, you, you must get Sustain Your Game. It is a uh, it just it, it's it's a book that you're going to uh, I I think and many people I think will agree is going to change your life get raise your game as well and that was the uh, the prequel uh, if you would to sustain your game uh, Frank McKay here with Alan Stein Jr. Alan when when people uh, start uh, getting distracted they start getting to uh, to a point where they're um, where they're trying to do the, the things that they, they love to do. But there are things that, that come up uh, and, and they, they take their mind off of it or they take their attention away. When, when you think of that, you, you think of a guy like Steph Curry or you think of a guy like Kevin Durant. And, and you, you got to believe that while they're, they're shooting a, a foul throw and there's people on the opposing side trying to distract them, trying to yell at them, trying to do – I mean, they block that out, these high – level athletes and and whether it's someone hitting a baseball coming 100 miles per hour out with the with the pressure on them with the stress on them uh, somehow they the greats and and the people who really excel are able to focus on, on the point at hand without getting all of these uh, distractions in the way what can you say to address that and again uh, most of us don't have 
uh, millions of fans or or a hundred thousand fans screaming at us. But there are other things. There's all types of other distractions. Uh, how do you address uh, distractions in uh, it as far as getting in the way of what we're trying to achieve? Oh, I'm so glad you went in that direction, Frank. That is an incredibly insightful point, my friend. Ultimately, what you're describing is what I still consider to this day one of my biggest daily challenges, and that is learning how to focus on the present moment, uh, not getting distracted by the past, not getting anxious about the future, and blocking out all of the noise that is currently surrounding you at any given moment, and learning how to focus on the present moment. Um, An easy way to remember that is to learn how to be where your feet are. You know, wherever your feet are, try to make sure your heart and your mind are in perfect alignment there. And, And one of the tools that I use is a is a little daily recalibration, and I use the acronym WIN, W-I-N, which stands for what's important now. And at any given moment of any given day, you should be able to take a really deep breath and ask yourself, am I choosing to give my attention to what I believe is most deserving of it in this moment? And and sometimes that will be something work-related, like an interview with Frank right now, or sometimes that will be having dinner with my children at night. But you need to do everything you can to put systems in place to block out all of those distractions and noise and intentionally put your attention where you believe it will do the most good. And, and I must do that dozens and dozens of times over the course of the day because I find myself distracted and I find my mind wandering. I find myself thinking about the past or the future, but I now have an awareness of it and I can quickly recalibrate and refocus the lens and say, okay, what deserves my attention in the moment? And if you can start to make that a daily practice and get a little bit better with it, it's a life changer. And, and let me say two really important things. One, I'm not speaking from a place of mastery on any of this stuff. Like I find all of these things challenging. I I have the same struggles that you and all of your listeners have, but what I do have now is an awareness of these things and awareness is always the first step. You will never fix something you're oblivious to. You will never improve something you're unaware of. So the first step is just being aware of the fact that you're distracted and that's what will help you get back to distraction. And the last thing I'll say is, Don't be stifled by perfection. Uh, Even a Tibetan monk isn't present 100% of the time for their entire life. So just know that it is normal for your mind to wander and to be distracted and give yourself some grace. It is okay for those things to happen, but the sooner you can be aware of them and get back on track, then the better off you'll be. Uh, Let me ask you, if you you have time, do you have time for us? I absolutely do. Okay, and let me ask you to go back to raise your game and uh, and – when you started to the journey, if, if you would, of, of writing that book, what, what was your initial expectation of how it would come out and how the process would be for you? And, and what was the, uh, the end result? How much different was it than the expectation? It was, in, it was in pretty decent alignment only because I had spent 15 years around the likes of Kobe Bryant, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. So I had already gotten to see a peek behind the curtain of what those guys did to become masterful at their craft. Where the real surprise happened for me was much earlier in my career. Um, and, and one of those big moments was the first time I got to see Kobe Bryant work out back in 2007. And I remembered at that time being really surprised that a player of his caliber, you know, many could argue that in 2007, Kobe was the best player on the planet, that when he was working out, he was spending so much time and energy and focus 
doing the basics and doing fundamental movements. He was doing footwork and some basic offensive moves. I mean, he was working on stuff that I had taught to middle school age players. And that really surprised me. As a younger coach, I figured that a player of Kobe's stature would be in there doing drills with a, a lot of sexiness, a lot of sizzle. I thought he'd be doing some flashy stuff, but instead he was relentless and obsessed with mastering the basics. So uh, that, that was what really opened my eyes back then. And ever since then, that's what I've noticed about high performers across all industries. They don't try to skip steps. They love and focus on the work and the process, and they always respect and appreciate the basics. So the big lesson is, to all of your listeners right now, whatever it is you're trying to improve, whether it's your craft at work or whether you're trying to improve your marriage or your relationship with your children, just ask yourself, what are the fundamentals that will allow me to do that? What are the basic building blocks of being really, really, really good at what I'm trying to improve? And make sure you're focusing on those things and putting in that work during the unseen hours every single day. You're once again hearing the voice of Alan Stein Jr., and if you go to allensteinjr.com, uh, again, it's a great starting point, and, uh, and you could find out as much as you need to know uh, about Allen, and it's a, a good starting point there, but uh, really the end, end result is to, to get sustain your game uh, and get raise your game as well. And uh, these uh, these two books are, are you know based on observations of watching some of the greatest athletes uh, in the history of the world. And I mean, let's face it, it's not uh, it's not just of their time. These athletes that we're we're dealing with now are are by far uh, you know better and and and, and again that's uh, that's a <laughs> that's a hard word to use better, but they are they are top performers like nowhere else that we've ever seen in history. And again, the full title is sustain your game high performance keys to manage stress avoid stagnation and beat burnout alan stein jr once again is here with me frank mckay uh, alan we got a couple moments left uh, the the bottom line in in sustain your game and and the big difference between sustain your game and raise your game uh, wh what did you learn from raise your game that you that you personally used in sustain your game it became very clear to me that, and I keep using this proverbial mountaintop, that just getting to the top of the mountain or getting to the top of your craft or your industry is only part of the battle. The real challenge is in staying there and sustaining that type of excellence for long periods of time. And that's where the real challenge is. And the reason is because stress, stagnation, and burnout are constantly rearing their ugly heads trying to undermine our ability to do that. And, and I do want to make one point that if any of your listeners are thinking, well, hey, I, I'm no Kobe Bryant, I'm no Stephen Curry, I'm no Kevin Durant, that's okay. I'm not either. These principles that I've learned from these high performers can be applied to all of us, and we can all use these strategies and approaches in our own lives and, and in our own businesses and, and work uh, situations. So this is not about putting these guys on a pedestal saying they're doing things that make them great, but I can't do that. All of the stuff that's highlighted in these two books are things that you, uh, me, and the rest of your listeners can absolutely apply um, if, if we're willing to take those steps. I, Alan, I keep giving out AlanSteinJr.com, uh, and that's a, a to me that it, it's a very helpful site to uh, go to. Is, is there another site or a social media site that you'd like to uh, steer everyone to? 
folks can also go to my supplemental site, which is just strongerteam.com. And then if they are interested in the books, whether it's raise your game or sustain your game, you can just type those in the Amazon search window, or if you prefer audiobooks in the audible window uh, or search window or wherever you get your hard copies and audiobooks. And I'm very easily found on social media at Alan Stein Jr. Uh, I love engaging with folks. So if someone's listening to this and you want to ask a question, you want to share something, um, please shoot me a DM on Instagram at Alan Stein Jr. I'm very good about getting back to folks. And I love engaging conversations like this one you and I have just had, Frank. Alan, I want to thank you very much, but uh, more than anything, congratulations on all your success and and being able to pay it forward and to to teach others uh, how uh, how you've learned and what you've learned from all these high achievers. Congratulations on all of that. Congratulations on sustaining your game, and thank you very much for being here. Absolutely, Frank. Thank you, my friend. Sustain your game is his latest. Alan Stein Jr. is the author. And again, Raise Your Game is uh, is a must as well. And uh, please get these books. And, uh, and and again, like he said, you know, we don't have to be Kevin Durant. We don't have to be Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry. Uh, but we uh, we could learn from the experiences, the, uh, the, the habits, uh, the work ethic uh, of these folks and, and apply them to our lives and our particular issues. Alan Stein Jr. has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.